Hey, yo, welcome back to another episode of Put 30 on the Clock with Coach Phil. I'm going to jump right into this one. I feel this is very important, and it's how you deal with the reps. This is especially for the hoopers because coaches, y'all some adults, uh, but the hoopers, y'all may have a little trouble with how you deal with certain referees, and I'm hoping that this could be the guideline from here going forward. So let's jump right in. Number one, I want to start with showing the refs some respect. They doing a job that you can't do. They have to make all of these decisions and all of these calls. They have to see things all the time at a speed that is really hard to see. If you've ever wanted to like understand what a ref's going going through, what a referee is going through, go referee a YMCA game for like sixth graders. You'll come to realize that you miss a lot, right? So the first thing I want to put on the table before we dive in is that referees deserve respect for the fact that they're doing something that most of us cannot do at a speed that we definitely cannot do it, right? So let's start with that. Refs deserve respect for doing things we can't do. Now, the first thing we need to understand is that referees are human beings. I don't know who put them on a pedestal that they're above God. I don't know who put them on a pedestal that they're not allowed to make mistakes. I don't know who said that they're the idea of a referee. And then when a referee doesn't live up to that idea, we have the right to like lose our minds. I don't know who created that, but referees are human. They make mistakes. Sometimes they miss calls. The same way you miss shots and the same way you turn the ball over. You are not perfect when you play. I don't know why you expect your referees to be perfect when they're refing a game. So the moment you decide, well, not even decide, the moment that you accept that referees are human, it'll really change the way you see them and it will really change the way you interact with them in game because they are subject to make a mistake. They're human. With them being human, you got to understand that there are good refs and there are bad refs. I also don't know who created this idea that all referees are righteous and they're great and they're always uh, 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 good at their job and they're always righteous and, and pure hearted in their intentions. They are human. They are capable of good and evil all the time, just like you and me. So there are good refs and there are bad refs, just like there's good players and bad players, just like there's good coaches and bad coaches, just like there's good teams and bad teams. The moment you accept that, don't just know it, don't just understand it, but the moment you really accept that, that'll change your perspective on them as well. It's okay to acknowledge that there are bad referees. There are bad referees in the NBA. NBA players complain about these refs all the time. It's okay to acknowledge that a referee is bad. It's not okay to try to drag everybody down, you know, to drag everybody down with the bad ones. It's just recognize that there's good and there's bad. So understanding all of this, can you keep your composure when you're dealing, now we really getting into it, when you're dealing with a bad referee, a ref that's consistently missing calls, blowing calls, a referee that you might feel has something out for you. You know what I'm saying? The ref don't like you. You know, <laughs> How do you keep your composure when you're dealing with a bad ref? Do you understand why this referee is terrible? Right? Do you understand it? If you understand it, that's going to change how you how you play. And changing how you play is something that like elite players really have to deal with because now my performance, now my team's chances of winning are dependent upon this, this bad referee, this person who's going to blow calls, this person who just seems to not like us. Maybe he got a history with your coach. Sadly, I've seen that. Uh, what are you going to do and how are you going to adjust to this referee Who's just messing everything up? Are they equally bad on both sides or is it one-sided, right? This is where you start taking your emotions out of the game 
and you start looking at things unbiased? Are they just, you know, giving the other team all the calls or are they equally bad on both sides? That's not hard to tell. All you have to do is calm down, take a deep breath and look at things unbiased. If you're incapable of doing that, then I'm not really sure that you're playing high level basketball like that. Like there are emotional people, but like, come on now, you you should be able to tell if it's even or not. So if you're dealing with a ref who's equally bad on both sides, well, then you're just going to have to live with that. If you're dealing with somebody who's one-sided and it's always against you, now you have to devise schemes and you have to go over ways over how you can beat the ref. Sometimes that jab, um, cross-step dribble, you got referees that call that as a travel. I've seen that so many times where somebody will, you know, as an example, in a triple threat, they will jab, like say you got the ball, you will jab, cross-step dribble. Your pivot foot hasn't even come off the ground yet and they're calling it travel. It is one of the cleanest moves ever, but some refs call it. What do you do? Can you, do you... Do you abandon that move altogether? What if that's a big part of your arsenal? What if you're a triple threat guy? What if you're a triple threat girl? Do you abandon that move altogether? How else are you going to get buckets for your team when they need you to get a bucket? So how do you keep your composure and how do you play around these refs that are bad? This is something worth really thinking about because this is not something you can solve by going into the gym and doing a thousand more reps of X, Y, and Z. You're dealing with someone who took that away from you. So now how do you, how do you win that war? This is a completely different approach. You know what I'm saying? Now, when you're dealing with referees, and we've seen this on all levels, who get emotional. I'm pretty sure it's part of their training to not be emotional and to call the game unbiased and fair. It's their job to call what they see, right? It's their job to keep control of the game so people don't, you know, it's their job to control the game so people don't get out of line. I get that. But sometimes you have referees who fail to do their job. The same way you have a bad game, referees have bad games too, right? So when they have, when they get upset and they're emotional, right, and they demonstrate that their emotions get the, get the best of them, where they're ex- like unnecessarily nasty and short to you for no reason, or now all of a sudden, instead of letting you guys play, they're super, super strict. I had one referee one time, uh, I, I was an assistant at a high school, and I wanted to ask the ref a question. And he interrupted my questions to say, I only talk to the head coach. I'm like, bro, like you want to know how unnecessary was that? <laughs> I just wanted to know where we taking the ball out when we get out of this timeout. Like for real, like that, that's something that, that's actually as an assistant, something I'm supposed to be doing so the head coach could keep talking to the team. I only talk to the head coach. And I was like, well, okay, I don't know what that is, but I, 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 what am I supposed to do with that when the ref came in? And he got his panties in a bunch. That's on me to figure figure that out now. Because now ref, ref just on something else. He on something else. And you tell me, what's worse than an assistant coach getting a, a tech? What's worse than that? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I just wanted to use that as an example real quick. So how do you deal with the refs who are just emotional, short, rude, disrespectful, they want, to, they want to be the center of attention, power hungry, the ones who want to let everybody know that they're the sheriff in town. How do you deal with refs like that? How do you deal with refs that ignore you? Refs that just want to go home, so they're not calling fouls. I've been part of games where referees deliberately did not call fouls, and then it got to the point where both teams are tackling each other. I was the head coach of an AAU team where that happened, where me and the other head coach had to go get the refs and be like, yo, blow the whistles both sides because you're going to get our boys killed out here. 
I also witnessed my man go through that. He was coaching a game and the boys were literally tackling each other. I've never, the only reason I wasn't shocked is because it happened to me like two summers before where people are tackling each other. They're going home with like jam. I was just grateful nobody broke anything. It was football out there. And the reason it was football is because the refs just wanted the clock to run so they could get out of there. They literally put everybody's health at risk. You had parents complaining and whatnot. Thank God we had, you know, for my game, it was an AAU thing. I didn't, we didn't have it recorded. There was nothing to report. Thank God for my man's game, uh, they had it on tape and they were able to send it to the, um, I think it's the referees. There's a board of referees for that county. They were able to send it to them and we never saw those refs again. But it's like, how do you deal with that in the moment? Because in the moment, you are you competitive? Or you like, you put your foot down. It's like, yo, we still trying to win a game, right? How do you deal with refs like that? Because referees, once again, they're human and they could be off their job. What do you do about that? Now, if you're somebody who's one of those people that like try to gain an advantage by working the refs, you got to understand that that's a game within the game and that's cool, but you just got to know the risks involved with that. If you win, it is an incredible advantage. Right. It's an incredible advantage because not all referees are confident in their abilities. Not all referees are certain that they can do the job. You know what I'm saying? So you can get under their skin the same way you can get under players. Right. And that's a crazy advantage because now you got a referee blowing more whistles in your favor than for the other team. Because referees are human, too. I hope that sticks with you. Referees are human, too. So if you get under them, under their skin a little bit. You can get a few extra calls that you otherwise would not have gotten, right? That you would not have gotten. But you just need to know that if you lose, that's a real loss because now you're not getting calls that you rightfully deserve because ref ain't putting up with your nonsense. Ref ain't going to cave to you. Sometimes you have insecure referees who are going to combat you by making sure that any questionable call, any other call that they might otherwise have given you, they're going to make sure that they don't give it to you now. Now what? So when you lose a game by like five points, six points, even a 10 point loss, you have to wonder in the back of your mind if the ref giving the other team those extra whistles that should have went your way or sometimes calling a foul on you that should have been a no call and you would have benefited off of that. Those little things, you wonder how much of that contributed to those 10 points that you lost by, those five points that you lost by. So if you're going to play that game, I'm not telling you not to play that game. I'm telling you that there's a major risk involved and you just got to know what you're doing. I don't want to scare you from it. You know what I'm saying? If you got enough training to do it, hey, I'm not going to tell you not to. Pilots fly airplanes every day. You know what I'm saying? And they don't get into crashes. They don't mess up or nothing. But you... You 30 plus thousand feet in the air. Anything could go wrong and you could plummet to your death. But these guys have the training. These women have the training and they get it done successfully day after day after day. If this working the refs, I don't mean to compare it to like flying a plane. I just wanted to, you know, give you something to work with. It's like, yo, just because it's risky doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. I'm just letting you know that that risk is real. That's all I'm saying to you, right? One of the last things though, is that People always want to say, oh, we lost because we lost. The other team did more than us. You know, they had the same referees we had. All of that is true. But in the back of your mind, you know that sometimes the referee cost you the game. Excuse me. You know that the referee cost you the game. 
And you don't want to say that because it makes you look like a sucker. It makes you look like you're making excuses. It makes you look weak in front of your, 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 your players and in front of the parents and the organization. Whoever you, whoever you represent, whatever it is, it makes you look weak in front of your home audience. But the truth of the matter is sometimes a ref does cost you the game. And where do you get an opportunity to uh, express that truth? When? You, you really don't. A ref could really cost you the game. You don't want to rely on them for anything outside of calling the game how they see it. That's why I brought up, you know, if you work in them, you know, you're interfering with them just calling the game unbiased. You're hoping to be, to get the favor of the whistle. You know what I'm saying? So just like we spoke about, that was something we spoke about in favoritism, but just like we also spoke about in working in a gray area, if they catch on to you, they might swallow that whistle. They might miss a call late in the game. You know what I'm saying? Your man got choke slammed and clothesline. Somehow both of those things happened on the same drive and he still got the ball up to the rim. No call. You know what I'm saying? It'll drive you crazy. You want to, <laughs> it'll drive you crazy. You get your people power drived and power slammed and suplexed and all that. No call at the end of the game. A ref can cost you the game. It's, and it's okay to acknowledge the truth. At least it is over here. How you deal with that? Of course, the easiest answer is you want to do your very best, no matter what role you play, player, coach, AD. I don't care what role you play on this thing. You want to do your very best to keep the refs out of it. You want to keep the refs out of the outcomes of your game. I'll say it again. You want to keep the referees out of the outcomes of your game. It's very easy to say you should be up 10 with a minute to go. It don't work like that. When you're playing against a team that's just as good as you or sometimes better than you and you somehow got the lead. It's not that simple. But you want to do your very best to leave the refs out of the outcomes of your games. So how you conduct yourself all game is oftentimes going to, it's going to influence what happens at the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? If the opposing team, let's say, the opposing team was working the refs crazy. They was talking all kinds of nonsense. Coach got a tech. I would like to say a tech and a half. You know what I'm saying? He got a tech. And then later on in the game, he said something slick. Ref looked at him and he walked off. I, I consider that a tech and a half. He knows that if he says something else, he's going to get that second tech and get ejected from the game. Right? He got a tech and a half. Well, y'all up one with four seconds left. You inbound the ball. They foul you, but the ref don't call foul. Time runs out and you win. He should have blew the whistle. They should have put you on the line. It should have gave the other coach an opportunity to win this game. But the way that other coach was conducting himself or herself throughout the entire evening, sometimes the, ref is, the refs are like, you know what? I didn't see a foul at the end of the game. Let's go home. Sometimes this stuff backfires. And no matter how righteous that ref might feel, um, no matter how justified they might feel for putting up with that other coach's nonsense all game, the ref still cost them that game. Should that The other team should have had an opportunity to win it. So there's really no room for, um, quote unquote, there should not be room for feelings. It should not be. But we don't live in a perfect world. You know what I'm saying? We don't live we don't live in a perfect world. There shouldn't be opportunity for that, but that does exist. So how you treat people oftentimes comes back to you. So 
I was hoping to get this done in under 20 minutes, and it looks like I won. <laughs> How you deal with the refs, I'm hoping you can refer to this over and over and over because it's the reality, it's the truth, it's how we really feel, and it's really what's going on. If I left something out, let me know because I don't pretend to be, and I never will pretend to be the all-knowing, The I won't pretend to be the god of basketball. I'm always trying to learn something new. I want to hear from you, but let this at least be a baseline where you start from with how you deal with the refs going forward, because it will do you so much good uh, if you know what you're dealing with. And if you learn nothing else, notice referees are human too. Treat them as such. This is Coach Phil. Appreciate you spending this time. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Y'all be good.